the second episode of Long Live Play, the assumed number one Australian PlayStation podcast on the internet hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the eggs to my bacon, Mr. Kale Adam. How the bloody hell are you? Oh, flat out like a lizard drinking. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. <laughs> I've spent most of my life avoiding these cliche Australianisms, but now... Now we lean in. Yeah, now it's like it's marketing. <laughs> you just gotta lean in hard sometimes. I love to dissect that flat out like a lizard drinking. Another way of saying you're busy. You don't yeah, know this, but it's uh, no, I've, dude. This is a this is the classic Australianism. <laughs> All right, this is the number one. If anyone knows anything, they know this saying. That's not true, <laughs> but this is a classic one. I I just assume lizards drink quickly. I'm sure I've told you this story, but I I'll never forget. I've only been to America once, and I got I was getting a tattoo, and the tattoo artist was you know like a Brooklynite, true New Yorker, and my wife was there and. I turned to her and like, as he was finishing up and I said, what do you reckon? And he looked at me as if I was speaking Swahili. (laughs) And like, it made me think about it. Like, what do you reckon? That's just like, that's like an everyday thing that we say to each other all the time. Yeah. To someone else, it's like such a strange thing. And we say it as one word. (laughs) What do you reckon? What do you Uh, reckon? Another one that's weird is, um, how are you going? How How are you going? going? (laughs) Because that isn't a thing. It's how are you doing in the rest of the world? Or how are you? <laughs> or how are you? But how are you going? That's pure Australiana right Could this there. be a new segment we've just happened across? A fun little aside every week. About Australia? Yeah. Maybe. We can. We might run out of stuff. There's, Let's see how this plays. Much. We'll focus. And too. I think <laughs> if, if most of the audience is Australian, then it's, it seems weird. Ah, oh, they're all right. What are they going to do about it? <laughs> Look, there's a second episode. We're, we're working it out. We, we are. Uh, and actually, it seems like the cobwebs came off pretty well. Oh, um, uh, look. From, from recording to finished product, there was a lot of work I put in. Um, it was not recorded that way. Mm. But it came out that way due to blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, yeah. That I put into it. Don't assume you sound that good always, Kale. Because let me tell you, you don't. If I had to estimate the amount of cuts in that episode, <laughs> I wouldn't want to. It was a good episode for the first one. We're going to streamline it a little bit in yeah, the pre-production we... phase, and I think we've done well this week. Yeah, I think we learned a few things. And as a quick aside, thank you very much for everyone that listened. We had a quite overwhelming response, more than I expected, actually. Certainly more than the last time we tried to podcast together. I don't know whether there's just like more people alive now, or like what that's about. Maybe we just have more friends. Maybe. No, not me. But either but... way, I think I think we're still on like the front search. If you go to like leisure That'll... and you go to video games, we're still on the first swipe through. Like we're still there. That'll change. That's the algorithm. I, I guess we're at, like I, I swear last time we dropped quick, but we're still holding. It's like it's like a crack dealer who gives you a little hit to get you hooked. That's how the Apple Podcast oh, algorithm yeah. works. It puts and then you're always looking for that first high again. Yeah, because there was a minute where I was like, oh fuck, look, we're like one of the top 10 podcasts in the world. <laughs> but of course it wasn't true. 
Of course Top not. 10 gaming podcasts in the world. Yeah, right. Australian gaming. <laughs> we're in the niche. We're in, a, we're in the niche. Yeah. Um, but I think, look, again, I haven't done a whole lot of research on this, but I still maintain that we are the number one Australian PlayStation podcast. There's no way to disprove it. <laughs> oh, look, if, if, if there was another PlayStation podcast based in Australia that had stats to disprove us, I'll, I'll say number two. I'm happy with that. But until then... We are. I think that's a the number one. That's a standing a standing challenge. You show us your stats, we'll show you ours. We'll see. <laughs> we'll um, see. Let's I guess what I would want, just for the sake of fairness, is I want to see your episode one stats. Yeah, okay. Uh, you, you can't be four years into this showing me your four year stats. That's not fair. Not at all. Not at all. While we're on the subject, uh if you are listening and you haven't, please leave us a review. It's really helpful. Um we got some nice ones. Some of them are kind of faked. We've got to be honest, I'm sure. Govinda wrote one. <laughs> I, I, I didn't write, I did write one. one. I, I didn't hide it very well, and I didn't try to. My name is there in Leet Speak, uh, and it, it says Unbiased Review as the title. And that'll be there forever <laughs> now, won't it? There's no way to get yeah, it. Yeah, well, I, look, honestly, when it actually posted, I was like, I regret this. But we're here now, and I'll take the little bump in, in the algorithm. But anyway. Yeah, uh, what else did we do? Uh... Twitter and Instagram, that's going. We're doing weird little funny satire news pieces that have been quite fun, as I learned to use Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle was terrified of Instagram, and I forced his hand. I think we've come up with a a good way to split the workload. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I think it's working out well. So if you're not following us, please do. At Long Live Pod, Twitter and Instagram. That's it. It is... A fun time. We did and uh, actually do the Ratchet and Clank uh, giveaway. Congratulations to... It wasn't fake. It was real. It was we real. We were really doing that. Uh, I didn't know about it. Kale sprung it on me and I'm glad he did. <laughs> Congratulations to uh, Georgie York Morgan, our number one. He's been with us for many years. <laughs> I don't die. <laughs> He's a good Somehow man. Somehow he found our old PS podcast and followed from episode one until five years later when we decided to do another one. <laughs> We just like we commented on each other's tweets like over the years. It's it's always there. Just you know. Look, building a community, hey. It's one just, person at a time. It's a beautiful thing. Look, I suppose we should begin to move into this, the week of E3. Oh uh, yeah, I I will give you a heads up. I have seen some, but definitely <laughs> not all of E3, and mainly because there is no PlayStation showcase, so I didn't care as much. Yeah, it's interesting. We should also like this is how the pudding gets made, but we record on a Monday, episodes go up on a Wednesday. Uh, That means, as of right now, uh, Bethesda and Xbox has happened. What? You've opened the curtain, dude. I think that's fine. revealed what's behind the curtain. It's it's unimpressive. (laughs) (laughs) What is behind the curtain is sad. (laughs) Yeah, I need time to edit, and I can't do it in no day, so... We both have full-time jobs. It's hard. We need to give ourselves a little cushion. A little cushion for the pushing. We see a little cushion. But look, if, if one day we make it, fingers crossed, yeah. maybe we can record and post on the same day. Imagine that. Uh, yes. If so we could get a minion to do the editing for me, I would be a big fan of that. I'd love a minion for many reasons, not oh, just that. So many. Yeah, so as of right now, we've had the Xbox showcase. We've had Bethesda. We'll go into these as and how it's appropriate, but we're not going to really run through the whole thing. Obviously, there hasn't been a lot of PlayStation news yet, third party and things that are coming to multiple platforms, but I don't know, we'll just kind of get to that as we do. Honestly, like, no PlayStation news, really. Like, there's news from E3 
for PlayStation, but no like PlayStation news, no word of them doing like a state of play or like no. What was it? What was the old event that the PlayStation experience? Was that what it was? Yeah, that was going back a little while, wasn't it? None of none of that. There's nothing, which is concerning and disappointing. We'll get into it because yeah, shit's um perhaps not as rosy. let's just say it's maybe. Let's just say it's maybe not the best time to be starting a PlayStation-centric <laughs> podcast. I could, but hey, we can quickly pivot. We can pivot. I'd buy an Xbox. We'll just, you know, off we go. Yeah, maybe we get a Series S. I don't even really know just... the difference at this point. <laughs> I'll be totally honest. Govinda, I'm going to tell you what I've been playing. How about that? Is it Ratchet and Clank? We should probably start there, shouldn't we? That is the big boy. No, not necessarily, but we can if you want to. Because I think what we maybe need to do is is talk about why you haven't been playing Ratchet and Clank. Beautiful segue. Let's go into that. So, Because <laughs> you haven't. Uh, this is very unlike me, but what has happened to me this week is a little multiplayer game came out, and it's called Chivalry 2 from uh, Torn Banner Studios. I'm so disappointed in you. It's... Kavinda's always tried to get me to play more multiplayer games with him, and I just... I lose interest. I think that's fair to say. I move on. You move on so quickly, and, like, you can't even see my thing, right? Kind of like, like, I've been reading more books lately, and I, I have, like, three on the go. Oh, brag, dude. <laughs> Fucking no chill big out. deal, guys. No big deal. What's up? And what it seems is, like, I will usually have, like, a multiplayer game to fall back on when there's nothing else to play. Kale doesn't do this. No, that I have that game. It's called Persona 5 Royal. <laughs> I just play a little bit until something else comes out. <laughs> Watch this space. Will Kale ever finish Persona 5? How long? How many years has this game been out for? Four years. How long have you played Five? the original version? You played the original for what, like 50 hours, 40 yeah, hours? Yeah, I'm at 60. And then you stopped? And yeah. Because you wanted this? Yeah. And then you got it? And how, how long have you played this for? About 60 hours this time. Yeah, okay. Uh, how, do you think you're going to finish it? Oh, I will. It's just a matter of when. Not if. When. I'm calling a uh, holiday 2022 finish date for this one. Hey, look, as we alluded to, there might be some quiet patches later in the year where I can sink some time, you know what I mean? Yeah, when Horizon gets delayed. Yeah, yeah. Before I was so rudely interrupted, uh, I've been playing a game called Chivalry 2, which is a... It's kind of hard to describe. It's like a first-person medieval combat simulator. And it has completely sucked me in. I've been playing... I've probably put, like, 20 hours into it this week. Just... I'd... Over and over and over again, I'm just... Maybe I do just need to play it. I think you really do. I'll go so far as we could call this an early birthday present, and I'll get you into my world of medieval mayhem. Do it. Do it. You heard it here. You heard it here. He's going to buy it for me. That means I'm Look entitled to a birthday. big dog throwing his cash around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving away Ratchet and Clank. He's yeah. essentially giving away chivalry, but not to anyone listening. I'm almost inclined to make this a giveaway. <laughs> but <laughs> but <for> I... you. <laughs> Well, look, I, I just put a pause there specifically so that if I decide not to do that, I can take it out of the in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> the tricks. The tricks. Because I kind of just want you to give me chivalry too. It's, look, it's really good. And I can't even really pinpoint as to why. Well, first of all, I'll make a blanket statement. It's perhaps the crunchiest melee combat I've ever experienced. Crunchiest? What's, what's crunchiest? Like when like you hit someone. Visceral? And, yeah. I hate that word. So overused. It's a, it's I know, right? It's because of the developer name. Visual, yeah, it's, I guess. it's kind of help. a trope at this point. There's definitely something going on in the dual sense. There's certainly like some okay. kind of like connection happening. 
but it's just... Oh, uh, yeah, like the, the vibration, like the haptics or whatever, yes. really make it feel solid. But there's a difference between hitting someone in the face with a mace and throwing a boulder at them. And you feel the difference in your control. Or even using a sword, like stabbing someone, that's a better example. Feels different than hitting them with a hammer. Yeah, um, look, I watched a little bit of a... It was, it's like a, in the PlayStation store, if you look at it, it's going to give you a little video about how to, how the combat works. Yeah. And it's almost like too much to think about. That was what I thought about first. I was like, wait, you got to like drag, which is where you have to like, as you swing, you've got to, you've got to throw your camera that way as well, because otherwise you won't hit them cleanly. The way they describe it in, in the game, the game's got a weird sense of humor. It's almost, um, I mean, it's very clearly inspired by, uh, Monty Python's The Search for the Holy Grail. It's sort of that whole, like, have you ever seen that? I don't know if you would have ever seen that. Uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, yeah, many times. Okay. Many, 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 many times. Well, it's very much like that kind of, you know, like, you can have one of your arms cut off and, like, it does that Black Knight thing where he's like, oh, I'll still take you off, I'll, I'll still have Tis you. but a flesh wound. Yeah, yeah, I think that's actually <laughs> the, um, the achievement. <laughs> or the trophy, Tis but a flesh wound or something? It's yeah, something like that. It's something like that. All right. Yeah, I, I just don't even know where to start with it like it's just it's totally caught me up i'm playing it a lot on my own it's just like a weird i guess what it is is the the way it's different for me is it doesn't feel like deaths are unfair in it which is what would always drive me insane when we play battlefield or something you just get sniped from the other side of the map this is it's all skill there's just so much to it the difference is like ways you can block distancing yourself like the difference between a duel and then you know just getting jumped by like seven dudes and it really is like you know easy to grasp difficult to master that's what it looks like when i was looking at it like it looks like something that i will feel like people are just way better at than me and it will turn me off because of it i think that turns around quite quickly and actually sorry that's what i was gonna say earlier the whole thing with turning your hips they say yeah like your weapon isn't where your eyes are so you're kind of like meant to move your camera past the enemy uh, and that will like kind of move it like that stuff just kind of happens there is a really complex parry and counter system like you can kind of yeah, do the that's basics that i was saw too when i got into the video and i got to that point where it starts going to the parry encounters i was like oh my god there's like it's deep there's but a lot going so on. that just kind of happens though because shit gets so wild and you'll just do it like in the middle of it it's not yeah. like you don't have time to that's fair. Like, look at the direction they're attacking from, like they want you to. You do when it's 1v1, which happens all the time. It, it's one of those things, because, like, I don't know, if you've never played Battlefield before and you start playing Battlefield, like, you're not, like, there's a lot going on also. Like, it is a shooter <laughs> and you're used to that, but there's still a lot happening. So I understand that eventually you'll just kind of do it enough that you're good. Oh, man, it's just down to, like, the objectives. Like, there's, there's not a lot of maps, I'll, I'll say that. I think there's only, like, eight full ones at launch. They're going to add more. But there'll be things, like, so you'll start a match. It's 32 on 32, and it'll be a pitch battle. You all run at each other and kill each other. Everyone respawns. Respawns happen in waves. So you get a real, like, if you're holding oh, a so point. it's almost like a... It's almost like a... It's like a real like battle. another wave of infantry is Yeah, it's in. like a whole squad comes at you. But then, yeah, so you'll move from the battle, like, say, into a town in the siege. You fight all your way through to like the castle and you'll get to the throne room and then one player becomes the king and suddenly and it's a real player like they just go and stand in a corner and 31 other people use their bodies to create a human wall and everyone like you've just got to kill them to actually win this one person so you have to kill the king in some maps like some maps have different objectives like it's um look i'm interested uh and i'm look (laughs) if you want to give it to me for my birthday i'm all for it we're four months early (laughs) 
but I'll fucking take it and I'm going to hope that you forget about it by the time my birthday rolls through and you get me something else. Well, now we have an audio copy of this. I'm going to expect a present of similar or greater value. I, I don't mind. We, we can't talk about the present I got you last year. That's illegal. Uh, <laughs> but we, what we can do is we can move along to the game that you ignored for Chivalry 2, surprisingly. I guess that's a good way to move on. So yes, uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart Perhaps one of the most eagerly anticipated PlayStation 5 exclusives came out this week, and I put like two and a half hours into it so that I could go back to leveling up my night class, which when I did. <laughs> I asked you how far you had gotten, and you told me like what you were up to. I was like, I was a little shook, and I didn't understand why, because I was like, I'm definitely near the end of this game, and mm. you are at the beginning. Like, you're not far past the tutorial. So, maybe I got a little bit further since we talked. I feel like I've gotten to, through um, two worlds and yeah. then to like a third, which was basically just a battle arena. What should our policy with spoilers be here? Maybe we shouldn't go to in... Oh, I'm not talking too much about the things that I do, Okay, really, cool, cool, cool. But I will say that I beat it about two hours ago. Mm-hmm. I, am, I am very close to the Platinum. Annoyingly, I was too efficient at getting through this game because I only found out there was a missable trophy like when I told two you. hours after I missed it. Yeah, when I told you. Uh, so that was a little bit annoying. And I, But hey, it's a fun game, so I'm going to just go back and do another playthrough just to get this one little thing to get that trophy because I'm very close. Yeah. I've got a few little things to do in like the challenge mode, which is essentially just new game plus. Um, and then once I've done that, I'm gonna I'm gonna crush it. That platinum, I, I <laughs> say the platinum is four hours away. Okay. Annoyingly, because it could have been twenty minutes away. But hey, <laughs> yeah. Look, it's 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 great. I just um yeah, I guess my interest was taken. I will say, um, you know the the big draw here is the instant loading. You know, multiple dimensions. All the cool stuff we saw from the trailers takes place in the first level, and you see that. I mean, I'm sure there's more. Again, I'm not very far. But, like, you do see, you know, that cool bit that they showed off, like, where he's, like, falling through the multiple dimensions. Yeah. It happens again. And I I think this is how entitled I am. Like, once I kind of got used to that, that there was, like, no loading, I was just like, all right. I mean, I'm not a... It just kind of becomes the norm. Yeah, it's just a game. Like, it's you're just like, all right, this is what this game is now. Like, But also, it doesn't happen nearly as much as you think it would. No. Like, I thought it was like a core gameplay mechanic. It isn't. You just do there those weird little... pull bits, like the little... Yeah, there are those little yellow ones, and they just pull you to another section of the level you're on. Like and a grappling And then there are hook. pocket... Like a grappling hook. Then there are pocket dimensions. It's like a little challenge room. Like, you get in there, you get through it, and you get a piece of armor. Yeah. Like, at no point did I manually have control to teleport through entire dimensions, really. Which except is, maybe a couple of times. Because it, it's interesting, because I think I had the impression that might be the case too. Like, I was thinking maybe you could be fighting a boss and you, like, shift the world to one of another world. Like, maybe suddenly he's standing in the lava or something. That happens, right? Oh, that okay, happens. there you go, there you go. Well, not like they're standing in lava, but there is, like, boss fights that will shift you into another dimension mid-fight. That definitely happens. But you don't do it. You don't control it. Yeah. and It happens in the fight. And to be fair, at no point did they promise that. I just was under the impression that might happen. At no point did they clarify that's not how it worked. Yeah, it's... It seemed like they let people assume what they wanted to assume, and they were like, okay. And this might sound like blasphemy to you, but once I just kind of realised it was prettier Ratchet and Clank, 
I was like, well, Chivalry's new. This is a game I've played before, like, and I think that's why I didn't play so much this week. That's fair. It's definitely, like, it's a game you played before, but it is different. And yeah. And it is, like, movement and traversal is definitely a big improvement, and they've de- added a lot to that. Yeah. Because uh, you can now have, like, you have, like, jetpack boots constantly. So in, there is a sprint you can do with, like, L3, but if you just hold R1, your jetpack boots happen. You can pull yeah. the left trigger a few times, and he starts, like, working them like rollerblades, and eventually you get to, like, boost speed, which is much, much quicker. Can you do this always? I didn't... Yes. Oh, I didn't know about so that at when all. when you unlock them... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just play it. You just gotta play it. Oh, you do have to it's unlock them. It's not a long them. game. You'll smash it. You have to unlock them in the story. That's a story Oh, okay, unlock. sorry. I thought I could have been doing it from the start or something. No. Okay, it's okay. a story unlock, and... Like, it's a cool little thing. Like, I just boost around everywhere. Like, mid-fight, I'll be boosting around the field just to kind of make some distance and get away from them. Um, and I think the draw always for Ratchet & Clank is always just the guns. Like, the arsenal of guns is actually really interesting. And I I got to a point where I have so many weapons that are autonomous. Yeah. That when fights get really crazy or there's, like, a boss and then minions that is everywhere, like, I will throw enough stuff down that I don't need to look at them anymore. Because they're uh, just getting taken care of. I will say, I got a couple on on the weapons. I, um, again, because I'm kind of new to it, I just, I keep thinking that I'm just going to have, like, standard weapons. And so I'm kind of surprised when, like, you know, like, say, the pixelizer, which is essentially a shotgun. It's like trying to figure out how to use them. You know, like, another shooter, you've got, like, your pistol, shotgun, sniper yeah. rifle, assault rifle. In this, it's like, you have the fucking weed glove. That's well, not a great way to put it. It like turns... The weed glove. That sounds sick, dude, yeah. actually. <laughs> it like turns everyone to grass and then cuts the grass it's... down. Do you know the one I'm talking that's... about? I don't think that's what happens necessarily, but it turns them into a plant and then they, they, they're frozen in place, essentially. Oh, I thought it, like, when you upgraded it, it, like, trimmed oh, maybe. the plants. I don't know if I got it to level five. I could be once totally to wrong. Level five, once they get to level five, they change name and they add, like, a bonus ability to them. Yep. But essentially, it was one where you just throw it out. It's a sprinkler and it gets them wet and they turn to a plant. Hell yeah, and it does. they will take, like, more damage and they're stun-locked. And it works on bosses, which is super helpful. <laughs> um, like, literally, like, the final boss in the game, I was just throwing these things down and there was, it, gave, it, was, it was good. Uh, I know there's another summonable weapon later, which summons other things just because that was I saw that somewhere but I will say I actually laughed out loud the first time I summoned uh Mr. Fun Guy who is a mushroom he's a fun guy he is a fun guy but he's like a little mushroom he's a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he just talks shit to enemies while he fights them for you and it's I yeah there's some there's some good ones it's a it's a wild ride I enjoyed it a lot it is um, fascinating and, and it, this is such like the lowest common denominator but like it is amazing that we're at a point now where this is a Pixar movie this looks better than a Pixar movie. Just moment to moment, even. like I think I'm too picky. Oh, really? Uh, I also had some graphical glitches. Um, mm. Just like some weird stuff. The back of Dr. Nefarious's helmet, if it was ever the back of it, I would see huge black blocked pixels. Like it wasn't oh. rendering it properly. I actually got that a little bit in chivalry. That's weird that you say that. Maybe it's a PS5 thing, but I, I don't know. It seemed, uh, it seemed odd and I... I also think I'm just getting too picky. I don't know. I think I, when I first started playing this game, I was like, whoa, look how good it looks. And then I, like right towards the end, I was like, oh, look at these jagged lines. And like, what's happening? Like, I was like, what's going on? Oh, their fur looks a little bit weird. And it's like, what's happening? Oh, okay. Uh, a disclaimer, I was playing this in performance ray tracing mode, 60 frames a second with ray tracing, but it does downscale it from f- native 4K to like 1440p. There is literally no other option. Like the pretty mode, you've got to deal with 30 frames a second, which is 
to me, totally unacceptable now. I can't go back. There's no going okay, back. Okay, so I actually went back, right? Just no, at I the tested very end it. of the game. Oh, okay, yeah, I tested it, and it, it feels bad. For, like, three minutes, and then I kind of just got used to it and didn't even notice it until I went back to 60 and was like, oh, that's what 60's like. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, there's, there's it's not an option for me. I will never go in one of the, like, resolution Dude, I, modes. It's just... I, played, I played all of Miles Morales at 30 frames with ray tracing. You're a fucking lunatic for that. Nah, I think I think people are over, overselling it. Look, if I'm in a first-person shooter and it is, like, competitive, like, yeah, give me 60 frames because I need that competitive edge. But sometimes, like, you're yeah, okay, you're fine. If it's, it's not, it's still fun. If it's not turn-based, I don't want to know about it. I'll, I'll. That's the line in the sand. I'm willing to like. If it's an old game, I'll put up with it. But like, there's no excuse in 2021. Okay. All right, all right, fine. Um, but it's, it is. Look, I had a lot of fun, and I think I, I find it hard to be like, do you like it? And I'm like, I don't know. Do I? Yeah, sure. But I think really what sums it up is I know I like a game when I'm when I finish work and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go do that. Yeah, that's the that's. And that's when I'm like, oh, this is a sick game. And I had a lot of fun. It was really fun. And I'm looking forward to getting that platinum because it is very easy to do and even easier if you don't miss that missable. Maybe let's revisit this next week. I'll probably be finished it by then. Yeah, we can talk about it. There's um, Maybe we can go in a bit more depth because some of the... The way it uses the DualSense controller is pretty cool. Yeah, okay. I liked it. I know you hate it, but I'm, I'm kind of... Oh, yeah, it. I had to um turn it down. <laughs> I think Which, some of it's although, superfluous, but... Yeah, so what Govinda's talking about is the adaptive triggers have some really cool functionality. But what I really thought was cool with this, like, so when you pull the trigger, there's a bit of um, tension. Like, it feels like you're actually pulling a trigger. But the cool yeah. thing about this is they put in a setting which is like a halfway measure, which was perfect for me. Oh. So you get a little bit of that. It doesn't vibrate in the triggers anymore. Oh, see, um, I like that part. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> you saucy boy. All right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just talking about a game, dude. Well, I like this. I don't know. No, because there's a there's like a regular blaster you get, and if you hold it down, it does like a rapid fire, less accurate. As it levels up, it'll be like a stream of three bullets. Mm. But if you half press it, it's accurate single fire, and it almost like throws your finger back every time it fires. Like it gets you get a really solid feedback of when the bullets are firing. And I thought it, I don't know, it was just I don't like that. It was weird. I'd, it was weird and fun. I would just like to, for the record, state that I'm on my second dual sense, and I believe it is because of this setting it does seem to there's a there's a little fucking spring in there it's very common when it happens it, to you could, you're gonna google it, it you're gonna see everyone else that it's happened to that's dude, what's gonna okay. happen okay everyone that lives in this country of australia you have two years consumer law coverage on this controller if something breaks just get another one you're gonna be okay it's what i did it's I, gonna be okay i got another one and then i bought another one <laughs> it's all gonna be okay I'm allowed to feel hurt by that. Kale, you're allowed to feel? Just don't tell me about it. I have a lot of feelings. Too many. I want to tell you. Moving on. <laughs> um, prior to Ratchet and Clank, uh, I, I, was a li- I was lost. I was in the wilderness. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what resources I had to entertain myself. And so digging through my, my library of games, I stumbled upon Outer Worlds. Uh, and I decided to download it and try and start playing that again because I played it once. Oh, I didn't even play it once. I played it for like eight hours maybe on PS4 and I just didn't... It just wasn't the time, you know? I just wasn't feeling it at the time. Yeah. Um, but now it's got that PS5 update. It's doing that 60 frames a second that you also need. Oh, yeah. And uh, I dove back in. And now that Ratchet's done, I'm probably going to go back. Um, there's one person I know that's going to be very happy to hear me saying I'm playing this. Okay. he's been hounding me to do it for a long time. Anyone I know? Yeah, it was Sean. Oh, good. The Shounder. He left us a review. 
Yeah. The, the one, the only LaShonda. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Before I forget, and this is just because of how broken my brain is, remember last week when we were talking about Disco Elysium? And I rattled yes. off a whole bunch of CRPGs that it was like, like Baldur's yes. Gate, Planescape yes. Torment, yes. Icewind Dale. Yes. Fun, fun fact for you, they were all developed by Black Isle Studios uh-huh. back in the day. They ultimately broke up. Some people from there went to Bioware, but a lot of them founded Obsidian. So, th- oh. so those games are almost like a direct link to this game that you're playing. So you actually do kind of know a little... I mean, you don't know it, but without knowing it, you like the games they make. <laughs> uh, that was... I don't know what... I don't know how that ended just then, but uh, okay. Yeah, it kind of... Um, and then the, the best part of all of this is I got out of Worlds and I was like... I, I played it for a little bit. I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Like, I can, I can definitely get through this. Like, it's a good little just... I have to rush through it, take my time, happy days. I'm enjoying it. It's good. Uh, and then it all kind of dawned on me mm. that... Uh, that not only did Bethesda get bought by Microsoft, yes. but Obsidian also got bought by Microsoft in 2018. And Obsidian makes one of my favorite games ever, which is Fallout New Vegas. Mm. Um, probably the toughest platinum trophy I have. Yeah. Worth it. And that made me a little bit sad today when I realized that. When it really yeah, like catches up to you. We, we can talk about that in a second uh, when we get into some E3 stuff. Would you like to know why I stopped playing The Outer Worlds? Why? The thing is, if a game has a survival mode difficulty, I almost have to play it, regardless of the issues it brings. Like, in the Outer Worlds, your partners, your companions, they can die permanently, which sucks, and the damage is, like, really high, so it happens really quickly. Yeah, I think in in that, you just have to play alone. Like, you can't have the companions. Mm, uh, Or you just sacrifice them like little lambs to the slaughter. But the problem is, I like the other parts. I like having to eat. And like sleep and yeah, do yeah. all the weird but, little. Uh, you can still do it. I just think you play you play that game mode alone. Like you don't play it with companions. You just accept that you're not going to have them. But I like... they will die quickly <laughs> unless you um I forget what it's called. But there's a one of the attributes will affect how strong and how well your companions perform. But sometimes I just think that's kind of wasted. And instead, I would do like all the perks that are like you get bonuses if you're playing by yourself. But the thing is, if I'm going to play a sci-fi role-playing game in which I can be anything I want to be, I'd like to imagine I could have some friends. <laughs> I don't want it to be like my real life. <laughs> Kale, in the real world and digital world, you are destined to be alone. Uh, for the record, we are not friends. I want you to know that. We, this are, is a, just, we are co-workers. This is a working... executive producer. You are staff writer. And that is it, okay? I like to think of only. myself as the creative lead. You're not a creative lead. You've done nothing creative. All you do is regurgitate information onto a piece of fake paper. I reinterpretate. Reinterpretate. (laughs) Reinterpretate. Look, all I'm saying... Okay, just back to the game. Let's focus on the game. We'll have this conversation off air. I can't smash my face against a wall like that anymore. Like, to get this New Vegas Platinum that I got, which was... uh, Oh, so painful. (laughs) I had to do it on survival mode, so I did it from the beginning and I got it. And I'm going to recant this story until the day I die. Here we go. I had to kill and cook so many Brahmin. (laughs) I had to kill and cook so many. And I don't know why I didn't do it from the beginning, but I left until the end. It's the last thing I did. And I spent about six hours killing and cooking Brahmin. No joke. Uh, Sorry. We digress. That's the two headed cow. cow. That's that's like the two headed cow. All right. Uh, But anyway, we've, we've, we've been on this too long. Let's move it along. Time for the news we care about. Hooray. Uh, I think first off, we're just going to do like a little bit of an E3 recap. We say little bit. We don't really know how long this is going to be. There was a lot in E3. 
the I guess the look up, I, downside is that there's not much PlayStation news. Yeah, I think um in the news we're going to cover, we're going to kind of get to the biggest stuff uh, that sort of happened, you know, in the last week. I figured right now we could just kind of look at some of the stuff that was shown at Xbox specifically. Um, because there's some shit in there that I'm really jealous of. And actually, it's... They're starting to get a scary little <laughs> lineup, which shouldn't affect oh, me. Yeah, we're... And look, it doesn't. It shouldn't. And you know what would make this easier to swallow? What? Is if PlayStation gave us anything. Well, that's it. Like, after we have Horizon and God of War, we don't know anything, right? Like, like big stuff. Uh, I, 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 Naughty Dog's doing something, but we won't see that for, like, another two years, probably, at least. Insomniac's out now. Ratchet and Clank's here, well, so... You, you'd think that, but also Insomniac somehow has done a remaster of Spider-Man. They've mm. also released Miles Morales, and they've done Ratchet in the same year. Yeah. So I don't know how they're doing what they're doing, um, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that we get something like early 2023. I suppose the big one here, have you seen the Starfield trailer? It's not much. No. It's more of like a mood thing. That's why I didn't watch it. If, I didn't, if, it's, if it's like a teaser or something, I don't really care. I think you might, though, because <laughs> it's definitely, um, and we'll get onto this one in a second, it's kind of outer worldsy. It's got like a pretty... Which is interesting. Yeah. It's like a more realistic, serious... And again, all we've really got is like a little teaser trailer, but that was the vibe I got. Well, look, at the end of the day, I haven't even f- played much of Outer Worlds or even told you that I actually like it, so... Who cares? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually really sad about the whole situation. <laughs> Which, again, leads us on to the next one. Outer Worlds 2 announced yep. exclusively announced. for uh, Xbox. I did watch the theatrical trailer for that. Yeah. Everything we're talking about right now is exclusive to Xbox. NPC. <laughs> I'm at the point now where I'm like, is Xbox just going to release Xbox Game Pass on like PlayStation? It would make sense. And I could see them, like, you know, it wouldn't happen the other way around. There's no way in hell. No, PlayStation would never do that. But they also don't have a streaming service as, I guess, robust as... Xbox Game Pass. Like, PS Now is a thing, and it's actually not as bad as I think a lot of people think it is. Mm. But Sony's obviously not pushing it. They're not driving it behind. I I just think right now, Xbox is doing a thing where they're trying to do the Netflix of games. And they're succeeding. Um, And they are succeeding. And they, they, like, I don't know if you remember, and maybe you wouldn't because it never happened in Australia, but I'm pretty sure Netflix used to have vending machines where you could rent DVDs. Yeah, I've heard of this. And then eventually they thought, hey, there's a way better way to do this. Why make a machine to do it when we can just do it over the internet? And that really feels like how Xbox is going right now. I don't know if you've ever used Game Pass. Have you ever seen it? (laughs) Uh, I haven't used it. I haven't seen it. I get the gist. I, like, I have a PC, and just I spent, like, a weekend where I just signed up. It cost me, like, literally, I think there was, like, a um, deal where it cost me $1, one Australian dollar to have a, a month of it. And there's just, like, 40 games. And, yeah, they're not the best games, but I downloaded, like, 10 of them because I'd never played them, and I just tried them, and it was amazing. And while they're not maybe the best games, uh, Xbox first-party games are, all seem to be coming to De- Game Pass day one. That was the big and thing. that's... Today, so all these, all the big ones are like Starfield, all of it. It's all going to be day one. You have it on this service. That's the seller right there. It's it's not yeah. the but it's not the console seller. It's the Game Pass seller. Yeah, it really is. Um, it's just so much value. And the the thing is, so we obviously prefer PlayStation games. That's why we do this. But like, if 
Sony's first parties are A pluses. We're not these aren't like C's and D's. Like Gears of War is awesome. Like let's say it's a B plus. Like if you've got ten B pluses to every A plus, suddenly that's like a it's just a Oh, and it's also like sure what what they have now might be B pluses. I look personally per, I've played Gears, I've played Halo, I'm kind of over it. Just a personal preference. I just don't really care about them anymore because they just seem they're just old hat. They've been done to death. So PlayStation seems to do some semi more interesting things. I don't know. Like once they start, once Bethesda starts rolling out like <laughs> Arcane Studio games and Bethesda Studio games, um, like they're not they're not B plus games. They are like A games. Which uh, so, I'd like to uh, direct your attention to. I believe it was Redfall, uh, the new the Arcane Studio like open world shooter. Yeah, I don't know if it's open world. I didn't see that. I'm um, pretty sure it is. It's like zombie... Uh, sorry, vampires? Vampire game? Vampire, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's open world. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, um, I don't have like a solid vibe what it is. I just thought Destiny, but who knows? I got more of like a division thing. It's like four-player teams. Seems like yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Again, it's a That's story Destiny-ish. trailer. I guess it's not four-player. Well, yeah, look, a lot, of this, a lot of these trailers that I saw were all just like theatrical story teaser trailers yeah yeah it's um it's interesting xbox yeah. is definitely doing a lot things are lining and up to and to not like... have to not have a playstation event to kind of be like oh well you get all that well we get this which is we really just <laughs> sit in the corner and go oh isn't that the weaker source because for years that was the fate of the xbox gamer they were just like more oh, new exclusives we don't have any of them <laughs> and now it's like i don't know we're not there yet, but like, there's a little bit of a. Uh, uh, Look, all I can hope for now is that PlayStation comes out with like some event at some point, and then we're all like, oh, never mind, we're good. Like we're Gucci. Yeah, I hope but, so. But yeah, it's feeling real sparse at the moment. Yeah, just just really quickly, like Halo Infinite. We'll see how that turns out. I'm interested. I'll probably check it out on PC. Uh, the, okay, there's not too much else that really stands out. I thought we could. Um... Look, I think just to cement this all, we're just. We're just sad. <laughs> We're just sad boy gamers you know. on PlayStation, relegated to a console that is doing nothing seemingly right now. <laughs> Things are in the works, Govinda. All right, we can, we can move on there. Next up, several developers from Insomniac Games, the developer behind PlayStation-exclusive titles like Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and the just-released Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, have claimed that the latter was developed entirely without crunch. What's crunch? Crunch is a a bad work habit. It's a symptom of poor management, Govinda. It is. Uh, how does this symptom manifest, though? Like, what is crunch? <laughs> uh, essentially, crunch. <laughs> do you want me to do it? Yeah, go on. All right. Crunch is essentially a part of game development, usually towards the very end stages. But mm. when I say end stages, sometimes it can be like a year or more, mm. where developers are. It's heavily suggested that they need to work overtime to get this done. And, like, there are reports of that overtime being excessive, excessive amounts of overtime and working, like, seven-day weeks. And it's crunching. You're crunching. It's like crunching for an exam, but you're crunching for the exam for a year. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff that goes into kind of causing this, like, culture. Like, you want to be the best. You want your game to be the best. So, like, you know... You're not going to go home, are you, dude? Like, we're on a good roll. Like, let's just keep... Yeah, and it's, I think it's also, like, a lack of 
like, yeah, like management, like the management kind of breaks down and then you get to like, again, I can just attribute this to school where you're like, oh, I did a little bit of work up front. Like we're fine. Yeah. And then it gets to like the day before and you're like, I have to just sit here and do this all day or it's not going to get done. Mm. Um, and they've got that deadline to meet. No one likes to delay games. It, dude, I'm in, honestly, I'm interested if this actually was real. Yeah, I've got a couple of tweets here uh, just from a few different uh, developers. Uh, one saying, I'd appreciate people sharing this positive. That's not a typo. That's actually uh, what the tweet said. Because it's important. Ratchet PS5 is at an 89 average score. And I can't speak for anyone on the team but myself. But I didn't crunch once. 40-hour weeks the whole time. It is possible to work on a great game without suffering. That was by Grant Parker. Sounds like he works there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't vet any of these. I hope so. Otherwise, that's a weird tweet. (laughs) What was the other one? Uh, I didn't crunch once. The entire production. A couple of late nights here and there finishing something up, but completely crunch free. It is possible. Team wellness lets the creativity flow free. That's by Lindsay Thompson. Who definitely works there. (laughs) We have verified that. At least via Twitter. I'm even more impressed because, as I mentioned before, not only have they done Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, but they did Miles Morales and a remaster of the original Spider-Man in six months. So for it to be crunch-free, it's pretty impressive, and I feel like means it's like doable. And this is not like a little double-A indie game. It's a big dog. Yes. Final little note there. Uh, crunch is a controversial subject in the video games industry, and very few games are made without it. While these anecdotes can't be taken as representative of the experience of the entire studio, it is certainly an impressive feat, if true. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. You're up on the next one, Govinda. I put this one in here for you specifically. And you know why this is for me? Because I'm weak. I am weak. Developer Housemark has just released a new patch for the seemingly too difficult PS5 exclusive title, Returnal, which I appreciate because I am weak. The patch, entitled 1.4.0, amongst numerous other fixes and improvements, lowers the difficulty of the game across all biomes, a common complaint across the board being that the game's difficulty was tuned too high, and I am among those complaining because I couldn't get past the first act, and that makes me sad. It's worth being sad about. Especially when I spent 120 bucks on it. <laughs> you know what? I meant to say this last week when we were talking about Returnal. The saddest part of that is there's a hook. There's a narrative hook that you see after the third biome that drew me in for the rest of it. It actually made me want to see the ending. There's a really interesting, interesting thing. And like, it's crazy that it doesn't happen till that far in. Look, I'm, we're probably going to get into like a heated discussion about this one day, sooner or later, because I believe there was an article written about how Dark Souls should have a difficulty setting. Oh, uh, yeah, I've written about this before, too. I, I yeah, have a I'm, stance on this. I know you do, and it's hilarious because <laughs> mine's the opposite. Give me that difficulty setting, baby. I'm a casual. <laughs> I'm a filthy casual. I just like to have fun, okay? Just let me have fun with your game. Why does it have to be painful? Well, here's the thing about this story in particular. I've put some statistics in there. So just for the record, on PSN profiles, less than 30% of people who have registered their trophies have beat the game's first act, which is what we're talking about. It's the first three biomes. And only 8% of people have completed all three. I haven't completed all three. To do that, you need to see the true ending. I've completed act two, which is after the sixth biome. Oh, so I'm not in third that third act? Yeah, I'm not in that 8%. When you say a third act, are you talking about, like, more levels? No. Or just, like, a third act of the story that you haven't seen? Uh, I guess it's not really a spoiler to say, but you play through again. 
<laughs> oh, dude, you just spoiled the whole game. I'm never fucking playing it. Now. I mean, it's Thanks kind of the game. You, you're just playing it over and over again. <laughs> um, Look, all I'm saying is if you want to play it on its like normal, we'll call it normal, right? For let's say Dark Souls is the example. You want to play on normal? Play on fucking normal. That's all good. But why not make it more accessible to more people? Because um, it's not for you. There's a million other games for you. Why do you? Why have- not though? What? As a game developer, maybe not all of them. I'm generalizing. They want as many people to play the game as possible. It's about one money. Yeah. Because don't lie to me. Everyone is a business, and it's about cool. the money. And to get more people to play, they can. Yep. It's about catering to a specific audience. Someone like like from software, they will not put in an easy mode. I guarantee you. I would be so shocked if they did because they know people come to them for that. They have a niche. But- you can still get it from them if they put a difficulty in. No, it's because like it goes away. Here's the exact thing. And I don't like really care about this, but part of me does. It's honor, isn't it? Well, I'm in that less than 30%. Now the difficulty's been tuned down. Like, if you beat it now, it's not the same as when I beat it. It was harder for me, and I still did it. So there is a difference there. Like, now you're going to be a part of that <laughs> fucking 30%. <laughs> I am, well, if and I it do infuriates. it, I, honestly, who even knows if I'm going to play it again? It doesn't matter dude it doesn't at the end of the day it doesn't matter again it doesn't this matter. is it doesn't matter you played it it was your experience mm. you either liked it or you didn't and that's awesome yeah why not let other people play it and enjoy it i don't want less people to play it but i also don't want it my game like i don't want my game diluted you want you want it to be like you want the honor you want do to you... finish and said i beat this and then you don't want someone who did it easier to say they beat it too that's all it is yeah i mean that's certainly part of it and i'll freely admit that in all dark souls games i've used summons that's easy mode you summon in other players to help you there you go suddenly you don't have to do game, it it makes the enemies harder <laughs> not really like, it's though. definitely easier it's it way easier. easier no the bosses are definitely harder when you summon more people but the more you... people you have the harder the boss even if you double their health pool and you double the damage they put out, just by tanking and distracting them, you've made the fight easier. Because they can only attack one of you, so the other guy runs in and hits them behind. Like, it's it's easier. Yeah. It's definitively. Well, you obviously haven't played that much Dark Souls. They can definitely hit more than one of you. <laughs> it's a patience thing. It's just... Specifically with Souls. Like, you could point to a million examples of games where I would agree with you on this, but this is one series where... Yeah, I... I think people... I actually think people overstate the difficulty because I don't think I'm really good at games. You're certainly better at shooters. I'm yeah, just... that's, again... And it's maybe not a skill thing. I digress. There was a book I read about people, <laughs> people's abilities really just coming from hard work and practice. And I just don't have the patience, I think, is what it comes down to. We should get back into this. This was a wild tangent <laughs> that I did not expect yeah, to come I up. don't have the patience. But you look, you did mention that I'm good at shooters. Oh, and I, what a segue. <laughs> you got to stop calling it out when I do it. It kind of takes away from it a little bit. Uh, but that is the segue into the next news of the week. The sixth mainline entry in the Battlefield franchise has been unveiled after weeks of leaks and rumors. And what's more, it's due to release this year. Officially titled Battlefield 2042, the game is set in a near future, a marked contrast to the series' two most recent entries which took place during World War I and II respectively. The player count is also being increased from 64 players to 128 players online, and that is only on new, n- current-gen consoles? Um, yeah, look, we're in old, that weird old place. Old-gen consoles, yeah, last-gen consoles. Next-gen PS4, consoles. You're still stuck with that, that lame 64 players, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah, shit, that's a jump. 
Oh, Battlefield. Yeah, it's gonna be wild. Yeah, that's already massive. Sorry. I'm concerned a little bit about it because it looks like you can just call in tanks. And, oh. like, vehicles are already a bit of a sweat in the other Battlefield games, but if you can just call tanks in, and I'm my assumption is double the player count, double the vehicle count. I'm assuming you uh, saw that gameplay trailer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually hadn't seen that when I uh, wrote this news story, which is interesting. It um, came hacked. out... Yeah, it came out at a, um, a later... Was it Xbox? I think it came out during the Xbox show. The Battlefield 2042? The gameplay yeah, d- one. The yeah, gameplay yeah. was... They released the uh, theatrical trailer and the gameplay came out with the Xbox. Event. Yeah. It did look a little messy, I've got to admit. I could see that being mean? infuriating. Like 128 players and there's like fucking 30 snipers on the other the... side. <laughs> the maps are huge. Okay, yep. We'll keep moving through this. A uh, little spoiler, we're going to be talking about Battlefield during our feature of the week. So uh, maybe we just roll right on through and we'll, we'll camp out on it then. Um, oh, yeah, okay. I'm with you. Yeah. We will talk about it more. I have more on this topic as well, like in terms of the news. So you do what you do and I'll, we'll talk more. Okay. So the game's official description reads, The USA and Russia stand at the brink of war. Proxy wars have raged for decades, generating experienced but displaced combat veterans. These specialists use their skills to shape the future. A future worth fighting for. Was that the best voice you had for that? Because you get to use some work. You get to display your voice acting in a moment, and I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, yeah, you better (laughs) brace yourself for that one. It'll be good. Battlefield will replace the class system of previous titles with the specialist system, which will allow for more tactical flexibility on a squad level. Specialists serve more as archetypes and can equip any weapon they see fit. Each, however, will suit a different playstyle in a manner reminiscent of the kind of system that the Battle Royale Apex Legends uses. Speaking of Battle Royales, 2042 won't have one, or a single-player campaign for that matter, but more on that last part later. Battlefield 2042 will be released on October 5th, 2021. There will be an open beta for the game prior to its release, and players that pre-order the game will gain early access to said beta. Govinda, where's your hype at? Firstly, I just want a, a, an amendment to that last bit there. Oh. Um, players that any player that pre-orders will get access to the beta. Any players that buy like the gold or platinum editions will get early access to the game. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I should have been more specific about that. That is correct. Um, so that's, that's to clarify on that last point there. It's not early access to the beta. It's beta access for everyone. Yeah. Early access to the game for them. Big dog spending that big money. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not spending that big money. The pre-orders are live right now, of course. Oh, um, yeah. I've, my, my brother's already pre-ordered it today. And I was like, sweat down. I'm, <laughs> I'm hyped, right? I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a, I like Battlefield. Um, Battlefield 4 was m- my jam. As much as I like these uh, like World War I, World War II things, I am a modern, modern shooter player. We, we've had some good times, haven't we? So for Govinda oh, yeah. has, what, fucking 17 brothers or something? 18? I have, four, I have three brothers. All right. right. How many of them... Look the same. <laughs> um, like, how many of them look identical? Or how many of them look similar? Well, they all look similar, but at least two look identical to each other. <laughs> yeah, so really I've only got two brothers, just one of them split into two. Yeah, which is yeah science. <laughs> look, I'm hyped. Uh, I like a lot of this. 
essentially no classes anymore. You're not like an engineer. Or you will be an engineer, but you don't have to use any specific guns, which was always a bit of an annoyance to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you'll have special equipment that only that class can use and a special ability that only that class can use. Um, they also have a system in here, which I don't think you mentioned, where you can change your loadout of your equipped gun on the fly. So let's say like the the Levolution that Battlefield has been known for. Yes, that's right. Levolution. <laughs> which will be middle of a game, something will happen, it'll change the level dramatically, or you will actually move to a different area of the level. So it means that you might move from outside inside, and you can change your scope from a four times to a red dot, you can change to like a snub nose barrel, you can just like change it to suit where you are on the fly. I did see that um, actually, yeah, like the kind of... um. It, Kind of like yeah. a like a battle royale, honestly. It reminded me it's of It's almost like a weapon wheel for attachments that pops up. Yeah, yeah. And you can kind of like on the fly swap them. I think when they showed it in the demo, he's in an elevator, so he must be going into a building somewhere. So he changes everything to kind of more close range combat sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome because usually what I would do is just kill myself and redeploy. <laughs> which if you've played Battlefield, you realize that takes one of your tickets away, which means you are closer to losing mm. the game. Um, it is um, I'm hyped. Yeah, it's funny you talking about it. Like we have had some great fun with your brothers and like I'm hyped. It's it's a good time. It is a good time. Like I wonder... they pre-ordered it. I'm like you're crazy, but I like I, I kind I'm of... tempted to actually get the like the gold edition just so I can get early access. I was uh, hoping I you might have more information for me. Do we know if like team sizes are being increased? Squad sizes are still four players. Oh, that's kind of disappointing. I think four players is a sweet spot personally. Not when your brothers are involved. <laughs> Someone gets left uh, out. <laughs> that, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Uh, that is <laughs> awkward. <laughs> what I would love to see is a way that you can, like, squad squads. Like a platoon. That's what that is. Yeah. You have, like, yeah, four like squads. You can actually have a platoon. And being that there's so many more people in a team, now there's 64 players per team. Mm. It'd be cool if you could have, like, little platoons, even if just, like, two squads together. Yeah. Or something like that. But I thought that'd be really cool. I don't know if they're going to do it. I believe there is seven levels that they've announced. Yeah. Um, yeah. And some of them are huge. They also are adding like a lot of uh, el- like environmental stuff. So there's like storms that roll through with like a cyclone and there's like a huge sandstorm that rolls through. Yeah. And during the gameplay, they showed a really, really cool shot. I think they're in a helicopter. And they're going over the top of the level and they, you can see the sandstorm rolling through. And I have to say, this game looks incredible. Like, it visually looks incredible. I'm hyped. Tell me if you... Look, maybe I've just... I've been in E3 for the last 24 hours. But tell me if you notice this. They cut to that shot. I believe the level is South Korea. Uh, and there's a rocket taking off. They cut oh, yep. to that shit, like... 30 times across the three trailers I've seen for the game now. Like, it is um, well, very look, prominent. Okay, this is the one thing, this is the one thing, qualm I have so far. Seven levels is not many. No. So they probably cut to it that many times because they're like, we don't really have much else to show you. Like, Yeah, yeah. It's... And that's um, at but launch. But I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens. That's at launch, and they yeah. will do DLC and stuff. I think they announced they're going to do a season pass, um, a free season pass for, like, actual, like... Oh, Really? They're going to do items? a season pass? <laughs> Shocker. Um, I think the, the, the free season pass is for actual like gameplay items, um, and the paid one is just cosmetics. So it's not the pay to huh. win. But uh, again, just for the record, I don't know if anyone heard me, uh, hyped. I'm hyped. Yeah, hyped. Look, we're not done with uh, Battlefield. Hyped. We'll come back around, but we've got a few more little things to hit. So if I may. All right. If Let's I do may. it. Let's do it. 
Govinda, surely the end of days must be upon us, because at last, Elden Ring was unveiled during Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest. And what's more, (gasps) it even has a release date. The title has been in development for what seems like eons, but was actually only announced in 2019. Elden Ring is the dark love child of Hidetaka Miyazaki, the twisted mind behind the Souls series of games, and George Railroad Martin, the fantasy author famous for not finishing his fantasy series. Gameplay was shown and looks to be more of what fans of the series want, with the slight caveat of being set in an open world. We get glimpses of nightmarish bosses and the insane enemy design the series is known for. Combat has been described as an interesting blend of classic Souls sword and board and the stealth action combat of Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. The release date is January 21st, 2022. I did see this. Um, This is going to be... An unpopular opinion. Oh, here we fucking go again. I, I wasn't like... Oh, come on. I wasn't blown away. I wasn't come blown on. away. I wasn't blown away. It's a, it just looks pretty much the same. I fucking I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. It looks kind of the same as everything else that they do. Um, but that's what we want, Govinda. That's what fans I, of this series want. I, that's what you want. I think I'm like a little bit burnt out on the whole thing, if I'm being honest with you. Oh, but you do want an easy mode so you can get through it. <laughs> That's what you want. Well, I'm just saying, if it was there, I'd be more likely to play it. Right, like, honestly, if Sekiro had an easy mode, I would, I would go back and I would finish it. And I'm not going to because the bridge guy, I hate him so much, so much, so much fucking hate for that guy. <laughs> um, look, it looks, it looks fine. It looks again, just like it says, what you expect from the series, what you want. It looks like Dark Souls. It looks like mm. Demon Souls, just with a new coat of similarly colored paint. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, op- and an open world. When you say open world, are you talking like open, open world? Because typically, like Dark Souls, I would say is kind of open world. It's uh, it's not. So it's um, interconnected. You can get to anywhere. Uh, sorry, that's true mm, of yeah, the okay. first Dark Souls. That They're all a little bit different. Well, uh, uh, yeah, okay. I, I'm more thinking like two, three Dark Souls. There's so a, little... a little more open world. Yeah, see, Dark Souls 2 was kind of spokes. Bloodborne? Bloodborne's interconnected too. Like, that you need to do things to open up certain... There's like a Metroidvania almost. It's not like you need an but item, that, but... Does that d- d- exclude it from the open world genre just because you can't get to a part of the open world until you get a certain thing? Yes. Because <laughs> the world's still open, right? Yeah, but compare it to like Far Cry where you can literally pick a direction and walk in it. You can't do that in Dark Souls. What about like Horizon Zero Dawn? Open world. Because you, you can't get to the end of that without getting to a certain point in the story. But once you leave the, like, introductory area, there's a massive open place, and I would consider that. It is semantics, yeah. and, it, you know... Like, yeah, it is semantics. I know what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. It, it will be... I get it. It will be fascinating for this, because the way I see it, like, Dark Souls and Bloodborne and things, like, it's so incredibly, like, about encounters. Like, you run into this dude here in this space. In, like, a narrow passageway in that yeah. space, and you remember that, yeah. So that's... I'm worried. I think that might trip them up but obviously they know better than me because i bought all their games (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna buy it it's gonna beat you i think uh yeah i think that's what i said when i saw this and i we were messaging i was like i can't wait for this game to beat me (laughs) (laughs) it's just funny like for me like it's i just have this moment where i'm watching it and it's just yes it's good yeah i don't know i think uh demon souls like it was it was a good game, but I just didn't commit to it, and I just didn't want to. I just see... Um, again, 
I'm going to rehash this forever, but I'm just getting older and I just don't, I'm not looking for it to be a challenge. I'm not, I'm looking for it to be fun. It's so much more than that. And I think that is what gets me steamed is that it gets reduced to the challenge because it's like, for me, it's seeing those bosses and how fucking creepy they are. And that like Gregorian chant that picks up, like when the fights really get going and like, it's the scene setting and with, and like, you know, I but made... you, you don't see any of the scene setting unless you surpass the challenge. Yeah, you just got to fucking deal with it. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying I'm not like I'm not in. I don't know if I'm in for that right now. I think I'm just turning into a filthy casual. And that's fine. We don't want you. <laughs> Fuck. I'll tell uh, you well, about it, dude. I'll this tell is you. The <laughs> final episode of uh, Long Live Play. It's been a wild ride, guys. Thanks for joining us. This one will be fun. If maybe I can convince you at the time, I'll just you know squat up. We'll get you through it. Can it, can we squat up though? That's the question. If we can squat up, I want it to be more traditional squatting up. That won't happen. I know. They don't want to That's totally break it about. open. Here's a part that I've really been looking forward to. I would now like Avinda to read the following passage in his nerdiest D&D voice. This is the official scene setting written, penned by a Game of Thrones, George R.R. R. Martin. Take it away, please. Rise, tarnished, and be guided by grace to Bran. <laughs> it's too slow. It's too slow. Okay, you want me to try something different? All right. All right. All right, let me try something different. Let me try something different. Rise, tarnished, and be guided by grace to brandish the power of the Elden Ring and become the Elden Lord in the land between. In the lands between, ruled by Queen Marika and the Eternal, the Elden Ring, the source of the Erd Tree, has been shattered. Marika's offspring, demigods, all claim the shards of the Elden Ring, known as the Green. This is a bad idea. And the mad taint of their newfound strength triggered a war. I'm going to cut you right there. There's at least another good paragraph, and I can't take that shit anymore. Wait, wait, wait. Do you want to try a different one for this little next bit? A war that meant abandonment of the greater will, and now the guidance of grace will be brought to the tarnished who were spurred by the grace of gold and exiled from the lands between. Ye dead who yet live, your grace long lost. Follow the path of the lands between beyond the foggy sea to stand before the Okay, that was better. Uh, I think I like that. The, the first two were insufferable. But I'm yeah, glad no. I did the first. I'm glad I did the second one for so long, insufferably. <laughs> so grating. <laughs> um, anyone? Uh, I know it's probably after the fact, but you can go back and then skip it if you want to. <laughs> but you cannot scrub those memories out of your mind. <laughs> Um, this is a, just a quick one. In a bizarre piece of news, there is now a PS5 version of 2019's Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, but for some reason, publisher EA doesn't want you to know about it. A PS5 update for the game was released with zero fanfare, with nary a tweet to announce the update. Physical copies have made their way to retailers, but you would have thought EA would have wanted to make some noise on this one, considering the game shipped an impressive 10 million units as of March 2020. This just popped up on the PlayStation Store. Like, if you own the game, you just get it. Nothing. I wonder if it's been, like... Has it been tested? Like, has anyone, like, tested this at all? Because I'm... Actually, yeah. I saw a bunch of stories about how, like, your PS4 save just carries over, but you wouldn't know that because no one told you that they would. It's just there. So, I don't know. I thought that was a fun little story, but... Yeah, I just... Okay, one, this game... 
I I couldn't I couldn't do it. I tried, and I just I absolutely really did not like playing it at all. I keep flirting with the idea of going back, but I won't. I don't know, and I can't tell you why. I feel like they tried too hard to lean into like the Dark Souls and like the Souls vibe of it, which is so and funny. Just, like, because for me they didn't they... go far enough. <laughs> And for me, <laughs> they didn't go too far enough. That's it. They didn't commit. Um, they tried to be half Uncharted, half Dark Souls, you know, whatever yeah, else. Yeah, and like I it. was really kind of not wanting that. I'm the other way. Like, I wanted to go more Uncharted than that. I wanted to have a fun story and, like, I don't know, the combat didn't feel fantastic. I, it was just felt like it was just, it wasn't great for me. I know people played it and apparently liked it. It just wasn't for me. Um, I really wish I'd put this story uh, before that little one, but let's jump right into it. While all eyes were on the unveiling of Elden Ring, the official CD Projekt Red Twitter posted a link to a press release that stated the following. This message is a follow-up on the February security breach which targeted the CD Projekt group. We have learned new information regarding the breach and now have reason to believe that internal data illegally obtained during the attack is currently being circulated on the internet. We are not yet able to confirm the exact contents of the data in question, though we believe it may include current slash former employee and contractor details in addition to data related to our games. This is me. I just put in a little translation here, Govinda. It says, our employees' private information and the source code for The Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk 2077. End translation. Furthermore, we cannot confirm whether or not the data involved may have been manipulated or tampered with following the breach. Currently, we are working together with extensive network of appropriate services, experts, and law enforcement, yada, yada, yada. The press release concludes, We would also like to state that regardless of the authenticity of the data being circulated, we will do everything in our power to protect the privacy of our employees, as well as all other involved parties. We are committed and prepared to take action against parties sharing the data in question. This was great. This was some real, like, deadbeat dad sneaking out the window energy here like (laughs) there's a live stream of one of the most anticipated games in years and while that's happening they just poop this little press release (laughs) they just slid it under the door while you were asleep essentially (laughs) this is them avoiding any more bad pr like the plague is it worth like explaining at this point the saga of what these guys have gone through like I almost feel like that's going to be its own episode when finally they release a next-gen version. How the mighty sure... have fallen. I know, right? Again, I, I maintain that based on the way CD Projekt Red works and the way the Witcher series went, I'm really excited for Cyberpunk 3. Like, I'm really excited. <laughs> it's going to be a game of a generation. Yeah, in like 12 to 15 years, it's yeah, going to be great. It's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be really this good. awesome world. It's going to be really great and engaging. But yeah, until then, they really have fallen from grace and it's pretty wild. Worth noting, there was, I almost included this, and perhaps I should have, there was a um an interview, I believe, on Axios with um Stephen Totillo and Jim Ryan, and they were talking about when Cyberpunk might actually come back. To the PlayStation yeah, store? Yeah, because it's, it's still not there, is it? Yeah, it's been down for fucking ever. So that's something fun. But anyway, would you like to introduce our feature of the week, Govinda? Yes, this week's feature of the week, and I'm going to change this a little bit just because we are in Australia and we are Australian. Sorry, I'm, um, I'm in a bad habit of that. I often write for Americans, and I, I just yeah, can't help myself anymore. It makes me sad. Um, but the the feature of the week this week is $100 for a multiplayer-only Battlefield 2042 is fine, even if it isn't for you. 
by Chandler Wood, editor-in-chief at PlayStation Lifestyle. I guess in theory I should really read it as it was written. It was $70 for a <laughs> multiplayer-only Battlefield 40, 2042, but for us it's $100. Just right off the bat, are they actually paying $70 for it? Because um, if, yeah, if they're yeah. paying $70 for it, then we would be paying 120 Well, I assume so. That's it's what... $100 here. Oh, it's on sale right now. I believe it's currently $110 Australian. Fuck, this is some inside baseball now. No, 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 dude. I'm pretty sure I checked this the other day. It was $99 on the PlayStation Store to pre-order the regular edition. I think I looked at it. This will be fun. Govinda's checking it in real time. I'm going to say it was $110, which was 10% off the original price, which was $125. That's for the standard I don't, edition. I don't think it is. But anyway, what we're going to do is I'm going to look this up and you're going to keep on going with this article. I'm going to read the lead now. Uh, Battlefield 2042 was revealed today and the hot topic among the internet chatter is the $70 price point for the new gen console versions of a game that is multiplayer only. Without a single player campaign to round out the package, players somehow think that Battlefield 2042 is a lesser game and that multiplayer-only experiences don't deserve the high premium price point. But this comes from a false idea that campaign-based single-player games are the default, with multiplayer seen as an extra. And arguably, the people most vocal against a $70 multiplayer-only game wouldn't have even bought it at 60 with a campaign. That's how you write a fucking introductory paragraph. I was going to say, by the strong way. words to end it, I think. That's, and that's arguably wh- the people most vocal against a $70 multiplayer game wouldn't have even bought it at $60 with a campaign. And I reckon that's pretty accurate. The beauty of this, and again, just to <laughs> cover my own ass, we never want to rip off anyone's features here. It's just the lead. It's just the introduction. We take it from here. But I, that's actually one of, it, well, this is why it's in here. It was the best article I saw all week. And it was relevant, because I knew you'd Best have something the to say. Um, yeah, because I'm a Battlefield baby. I'm a, I'm a Battlefield boy. One of those battle bros. <laughs> I hate that. I can't come up with any more. Yeah, now I'll stop. I hate um, it. A quick aside, after my little bit of research, is in Australia, the PS5 version, $109.95, no discount. Special editions are discounted right now. Uh, and the, it was the PS4 version I saw that was $99. Um, but it's still interesting, because in the US, PS5 games are $70 now. And that would usually reflect to us as $120. So if they're paying $70 for Battlefield 2042 and we're only paying $110, we're getting a sick little disky. Yeah, boy. <laughs> it's got to be some benefits, right? It's got to be some. Oh, look, I've just got to look on the bright side, right? So as our resident multiplayer expert, where do you stand? Do you agree? Do you disagree with the thesis presented by Mr. Wood? Uh, I think it's fine. I always just say, like, buy what you want to buy. Like, do you want to, do you want to, do you think it is worth this money? Do you think that experience is worth it? Because for me it is. And I'll, the main reason it is, is because I never played a single player. I never play it. Yeah. I played, I got Battlefield 1, I got Battlefield 5, I've had Battlefield 4. And I'm going to tell you right now, except maybe with Battlefield 4 as an exception, I never play, I never play the story. I play maybe one little bit of it and go, okay, cool. That's interesting. But I, I get it for the multiplayer and I... Would like to think that them not having a multiplayer, uh, not having a single player in there means that more money goes into the multiplayer, more effort. The entire team is working on this. Yeah. And I'm all for that. Look, I think I'd, again, chivalry is a perfect example. Like, maybe if we talked about this last week, I 
might have a slightly different stance, but I love what chivalry is. I feel like it's complete. Outside of a training mode, you can't even play on your own. Um, I think this idea that you have to have a campaign for it to be a complete game is is a l- antiquated, right? Yeah. Because that's what we were used to, and that's how kind of multiplayer... We couldn't do multiplayer forever. The multiplayer used to have was like couch co-op, and that was it. Yeah. And the internet became a thing, and it started developing, and then all of a sudden you can do a lot more on the internet, and you've got these multiplayer games that stem from these single player experiences and as we've moved on into the future where like cars drive themselves now Mm. it's okay to have a multiplayer only game and Um, i did i mention this before i'm fucking hyped i'm hyped (laughs) yeah you did i think it is worth saying like because we're talking about battlefield i loved the single player of um big fucking history nerd like the little story vignettes in Battlefield 1 were incredible. They were, like, super emotional and, like, really well told and informative. I played them. Uh, like, you might not have, uh, but... That's that's totally fair. I, and they were, because I definitely played a few yeah. of them, right? I didn't play all of them. I, got, I, I played, like, maybe two of them or three of them, and I was like, okay, I get it. And they were great. They really, like, set the atmosphere. It really feels like, <laughs> like you're in a war. Awesome. But I'm sure DICE has information that we don't. And that information oh, yeah. is how many people played the ca- how many people played it. Yeah, and I'd say percentage wise, I'm ballparking single digit percentage. Uh, yeah, I think uh, as <laughs> low ten percent. Like I just people got aren't playing it. I just got reminded of what was probably quite a sad moment as I'm playing on on my own. You don't see a lot, and this is very weird to say as a white Australian, but you don't see Australian representation much. And there is a moment that got me truthfully choked up in Battlefield 1, and it's, like, depicting the Gallipoli campaign. And yeah. it's, like... It I is... think I played that one just because it was Australian. Yeah, and that's such a weird thing, because you don't get Australians in games like that. So, I don't know, that was just a strange memory. That was, it was, a, good, it was a good mission. Particularly the Battlefield 1 campaigns, like, the little vignettes were really cool. I tried... I played some of the Battlefield 5 ones, and it just didn't really do it for me. Um, I also... I'm done with World War Two. I'm over it. Oh, see, I'm not. I'm <laughs> so I'm many asides, it. but I'll leave that. Uh, I think um, <laughs> Battlefield Five had a couple. Um, the Last Tiger stood out to me, where you actually play as a Nazi tank commander, and it's like you're just you're in a fucking tiger tank, and you're just totally outclassing uh, everything. I that one. It's that awesome. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, Look, they're fine, but I think Battlefield not doing it is now going to open up some possibilities that other people can do that Might yeah it's good but i just like they have more information than we do about how many people actually played it and if it's worth their time yeah and they have decided it is not i don't know for sure but i have a suspicion that while dice maybe isn't making a battle royale for battlefield that someone is and it's going to be free to play because from everything that i've heard that firestorm the i think what was battlefield 5 battlefield 1 Oh god, the battle I can't royale. Remember. For, oh, yeah. I can't even remember. Um was like add some good ideas and like it wasn't bad. Mm. It's just the barrier to entry for a battle royale was a full price game and people aren't going to do that. Uh, Not so in this day if, and age. Yeah, like Warzone's free, PUBG was like $20, Fortnite is still free. the biggest game Fortnite on the planet. Fortnite is free. So I think if Battlefield's going to do it, it maybe won't be their main team that's going to make it, but they will probably make one and it will most likely be free. And I would, if I'm going to pitch a name, it's going to be Battlefield Royale. Oh, that's pretty good. Someone's trying to get a job at EA, right? Thank you. Uh, (laughs) At me uh, on something. (laughs) That one's a freebie. That's just a little taste. Get me in the door. You know what I'm saying? 
yeah, look, it's gonna be it's gonna be okay, guys. If you don't want to buy it, if you don't want to buy it, don't buy it. I will say, and perhaps we can end on this. I'm so glad that uh, the naming convention for the Battlefield franchise has taken a direction, and it's going with it. <laughs> what was it? Yeah, it was like what Battlefield Four. Then we went to Battlefield One, obviously World War One. Then we went to Battlefield Five, or actually V, because it was V for Victory in World War Two. And now we're going to Battlefield 2042. Which at least tells you what you're getting. <laughs> I'd say Battlefield's as good at naming things as Xbox is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got an example of that? <laughs> well, like, well, like Xbox... Xbox. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Xbox 360. <laughs> Xbox One. Yeah. Xbox One X. Xbox Series X slash S. It's a lot. Is what they're going with now. So, that's kind of the example I was, <laughs> I was drawing from. <laughs> Oh, God. All right, look, I think we've done a pretty admirable job right there. Oh, look, I think uh, we did all right. Hmm. It's, good. it's a good second episode. I'm feeling good about it. <laughs> all right, well, well, perhaps we'll round it out. Govinda, where can people find us? If you uh, come to Brisbane, I'll be in <laughs> Brisbane. Uh, Kale. <laughs> oh, you sorry, you meant where can, yeah, where yeah, can yeah, they yeah, find yeah. us? Oh, okay, sorry. Very cute um, what you did there. Twitter. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram. Both of them at Long Live Pod. Follow us there. Please leave a review if you like what you're hearing. If you want to hear more, the review doesn't matter. You're going to hear more anyway. Um, <laughs> but we'll be here next week. We will. Please be excited. <laughs> Great throwback. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye.